The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and southeastern New Mexico will continue to be America's main source for energy independence. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. A special thank you to our sponsor, NOV. For more than 150 years, NOV has pioneered innovations that enable its customers to safely produce abundant energy while minimizing environmental impact. Their expertise and technology continually improve oil field operations and assist in efforts to advance the energy transition towards a more sustainable future. NOV powers the industry that powers the world. And coming up a little later in our show, we'll have a big giveaway. We hope you will stick around and you will uh, do your best to win that prize. So we're excited. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here in Midland, Texas with Clint Tippy, And Clint is an account rep for NOV Reed Hyakalog. Thank you so much for being with us, Clint. Thank you for having me, Krista. I'm so excited to hear your story. And, and we're going to jump into that in just a second. But first, we want to share just a big thank you to all of you who have shared time with us here at Permian Perspective. We're excited to begin our second season. And we couldn't do it without the amazing OGGN team, our sponsor, and listeners like you. A special thanks to On One Zero 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 for leaving this kind review. They said, so glad Permian Perspective is back for season two. Congratulations, Krista. Well, thank you so much. We're just as excited and can't wait to just hear all the wonderful stories and things that are happening here in the basin. And feel free to stop by, leave a five-star review. We like the five-star ones and share our podcast with your friends and, and colleagues. So thank you. All right, Clint, let's jump right into this. I'm so excited that you said yes to being on our podcast. Yeah, happy to be here. If you could just tell us, first of all, how you got into the oil and gas business. Well, I grew up in Hobbs, so I was kind of naturally in it. My dad spent his whole life in, involved, and so was my mom. And after college, I basically found myself without a job and and in you know, in this industry or in, in the Permian Basin. And so, you know, I, I really didn't know a ton about about drilling and I kind of wanted to to learn about it. So no better way than to be become a bit salesman and drive to every rig and try to sell them a bit. So So what did you think? You first you you drove up to that first rig and what did you learn from that first first day? I mean, I, I <laughs> it's pretty alarming because it's kind of like you open the door and it's what do you want? You know, right. what's, you know, what can you do for me type of deal? And, and, you know, starting like that where it's, you really don't have, have something to talk about, or, you know, you're still learning your product, you know, you, you, you know, you, you kind of learn on the go and that's kind of how it's been for me. And, and it, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It, it was great. I've learned from a lot of company men in the field that, that knew a lot. And I've kind of just asked them, Hey, can you, can you tell me what this is about? And. I've kind of learned the industry that way from the field up to the office. So. And that's the beauty of the West Texas spirit is people will help you. It is. You that's ask exactly a question, right. they will help you out and answer. That's exactly right. So you got started. You started going out there. You've now been in the business. Oh, six, seven, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What have you seen through those six or seven years? Because you've seen, you've seen boom, you've seen bust, you've seen mm -hmm. COVID. What is the one thing that really has stood out that you've learned the most from the ups and the downs of the business. Oilfield is a very small place. It behooves you to get involved, and it, it behooves you to learn and to support your community. 
So that's kind of one thing I've learned that driven me to, to this point. What about changes? I know the industry has changed so much. Gatherings, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a barbecue every day. <laughs> I, I know. And, you know, I mean, last year, or, you know, I guess 19, you know, I went to every clay shoot, every mm-hmm. involvement. And that that's kind of my job as an account rep is, you know, to go see customers and mm-hmm. take customers to two things. And that was none of that. And coincidentally, I was looking on my calendar as I was driving up here, and it has been a year to the week of the last time I was in a customer's office. Wow. And so, you know, a lot of people, their job has just changed. Right. A lot of people, especially in any kind of business development, the ones that didn't get let go, mm-hmm. and there, there is a, there's a ton of people that are sitting at the house that are wonderful employees mm-hmm. that would be great. And, you know, they had to basically find another place to, to go for, for the time being or decide if they want to come back. And, you know, it was, man, I mean, the guys that they were fortunate enough to stay employed, we kind of had to start over and figure right. out how to, how do we grow business without seeing a customer? Yeah. Because I can remember I'm in, I think. So how was, do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, still, we're still working on it, right? Right. right. I just kind of looked at it like. I got to solve the customer's problem and they can't really see anybody either. And a lot of them are at home too. So, you know, at the very beginning of COVID, so about a year ago, I mean, it was kind of scary because we really didn't know. Yeah. And then, you know, so everybody just kind of, let's just hold in place. Cause you know, at the time we thought in a month or two, this is going to blow over. Right. And then it didn't. And then it kind of loosened up in the summer, and I kind of realized that, you know, the best thing to do is just to really hit it hard with emails and and try to solve the customer's problems. So, uh, you know, call your customer, take them to lunch, mm-hmm. and and just do it that way. So we, we had to find a workaround by the, without going to the office, which was a, a, a new experience. Do you think those practices will continue? Because as you know, many listeners, or, or or maybe maybe you don't, because maybe this isn't news in your neighborhood. But here in Texas, the mask mandate is being lifted tomorrow, mm-hmm. and so people are going to be out and about more. What do you think? Do you think we'll keep the same practices? Or do you think it will be a hybrid? And what do you think it will look like moving forward? So customers I talk to, because I, I ask on a weekly basis, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of some customers are like, we plan to. You know, they, they haven't talked about vendors yet, but a lot of them are, are cycling back into the office on a more full-time basis. Some have have enjoyed being at home, and I guess their management is okay with that. So I kind I think it's kind of hit or miss on that. They're definitely not talking about vendors yet. Yeah. They, you know, they don't want us to bombard them just yet. But, right. You know, as far as I think that we're fortunate, it's in West Texas because we, we really, you know, I really, I wear a mask when... When it's it's enforced and, you know, right. because I may feel, you know, I, I want to wear a mask at a restaurant because I know that they're they're trying to fall because they don't want to get shut down. Right. But for the most part, West Texas is pretty mask free. We kind of all have that, most of us here. But I think that there's going to be a lot less mask being worn yeah. now that the mandate's lifted, you right. know, because I think most people just want to follow the rules and, you know, get on with their day. But I think most people are tired of it. I think a lot of people in West Texas are happy to see people working, no matter Mm. what industry that is. Because for those of us that live here and have lived here a long time, we want to see people working because that means they're providing for their family. And like Mm. you said, you knew a lot of people that 
that they they were either forced to stay home or maybe even got laid off. And so mm-hmm. there's a buzz in the basin. I like to call it the buzz in the yeah, basin. And you, you can see it. What are you seeing on your end and the sales you know, aspect? Are you seeing more jobs? Are you seeing more rigs being drilled? I mean, what are you seeing out there? Yeah. So, so really in the last, well, and it kind of started in, in January, you know, well, February, you know, you kind of saw the rig counts growing, mm-hmm. oil prices getting higher. There, there's a lot of excitement. We've recently added on a few new personnel, one for sales, and hopefully we might have another for engineering soon. So with the added rig count, there's some excitement to, mm-hmm. you know, for more revenue and for everybody to have a job. You know, kind of, and kind of what we, and I've seen this before, you know, when we've had some little downturns, you know, there's kind of a bottleneck right now. There's kind of an explosion of business and we're trying to grow our products back to the inventory levels that we had. So it feels really busy right now and it it is busy, Mm -hmm. but hopefully we'll get it kind of leveled out when we get some more inventory. And I I think that a lot of service companies fall under that because they're, they, they hit this point where like, we need more people. We need more products to sell. And then the on the operator side, you know, they're looking, we, we need to drill more cost effectively mm-hmm. and fat, you know, which is basically faster. And so we need the products now. So there's kind of a, it's a little more working than, than what you would right. normally do if we had enough inventory. Let's talk a little bit about what you do in your company and why you enjoy doing what you do. Because I think it's important to, in life, to be passionate about what you do and mm-hmm. enjoy it. What is it that you like best about what you do? I love seeing people. I love to kind of be involved. I get a rare view of several operators and get to know what's going on at each place mm-hmm. and, and you know, how they drill and who their guys are and their really their culture and their culture because we have all different cultures at, at each operator mm-hmm. and I get to see that and it, and I get a view to see like what leadership styles work and you know what leadership styles don't work and and it's it's interesting to see the ones that don't work sometimes because I, you know you learn from mm-hmm. it that's my favorite part talking to new people on that work in that and it's it's a job that I've never had but I get to know a lot about it. Right. You know, I I love that because I think you really do. I've often said this just in life, you learn more from your losses than Mm -hmm. from your, you know, than from your wins. And I like that you can point out the leadership styles too. If if you don't mind sharing, can you pick, you know, share one leadership style that you've seen that works that you think, you know what? I like that. I think we should emulate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of like when, when I see a manager or, you know, a boss, they kind of take on the role as a servant mm-hmm. and they they're the ones that that go first and they lead and they they don't just command that you do something they actually show you how to do it and how it needs to be done mm-hmm. and they don't mind if you're gone or sick or whatever falling into that role and completing that and and I think that's been the most beneficial because I I feel like with the the guys that are coming in they they learn the right way to do it and right. they say hey he's not above doing my job Right. So I want to work for the guy that wants to do that. I love that. And now yeah. on the flip side, what about a style that maybe you saw that said, oh, that's not going to work. But you know what? If we did the opposite, it would work. <laughs> right. You know, maybe there's there's styles that, you know, where management could be absent or there might be there might be a misunderstanding of how or a lack of knowledge of how that's supposed to work, but they just want it done. Communication. Right. Yeah. Communication's huge. And the thing about the Permian, too, is the communication – is so important because they're, especially in drilling, mm-hmm. because it's just, I mean, it has to be right because it doesn't stop. And if it's not right, somebody's going to the rig late 
or somebody's doing something at the rig, you know. Yes. So it's because it's got to get done. That's so yeah. true. I just mm-hmm. feel like usually whenever something doesn't go the way you think it should go, if you look at the communication breakdown, that's probably what. That's usually. That's yeah. usually what went mm-hmm. wrong. That's right. Good. I love that. And that usually is from, you know, not being trained right from certain manager or, or you know. Yeah. It all know. goes back to that training it, in the it beginning. Does. It does. What about your most used business tool? Do you have one tool that you've maybe used the most that you have found effective that you think others would benefit from? As far as a tangible product or it like can a, be, It could be anything. It could be an actual product. It could be... A, like for me, it's a day planner. I love my day planner. Right. I, that to me, that is a business tool. I cannot go yeah. anywhere without. So it can be any. It can be anything. Yeah, I think that the best business tool for me is I try to make a list. I'm, I'm usually a list writer, but I, I rarely finish my list because I, I kind of want to fix everything. I think if you look at, if you look at it like I want to fix somebody's problem, like figure out what their issue is. Or what they need help with. It might not be an issue, just something that you can improve, that your company can offer to improve on and go that direction. Instead of try to sell them something, try to provide a positive solution to something. I like that. That's kind of what I shoot for. Doesn't always work, but it <laughs> but works it, it works long enough, you know, <laughs> right. you know, if you if you work on it long enough, you know. So it'll work eventually. That's right. right. And some people don't need help, you know, and that's right. the you know, you gotta wait for that to, you know, where that brings itself up, you know. What about growth? I know, you know, just from what we've all been through in the past, you know, and and for you in the business the past seven years, what do you see as one of the biggest challenges for growth? Because I feel like we are going into a growth period again. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least I hope so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hope everybody, I think everyone hopes that. (laughs) What do you think is the biggest challenge for growth right now? Well, I kind of said this earlier. I I think inventory Inventory. is an issue. Like, or there's kind of this bottleneck of supply, Mm -hmm. you know, because they grow, you know, operators grow and they want to drill more. You know, and just providing products and services, getting people hired on and knowing what to do and training them right. And then, yeah, I, th- I think those are the those are the main things. And it kind of kind of depends on on how the government, you know, what we're going to see, too, for the, for this growth. Right. It's growing into into what wh- where we think we're going to go. I think that's been a problem in the past is we have these year or two of growth and then we take a, a dip and, you know, people lay people off and they, they're trying to trying to you know, stay afloat the best they can. So, yeah. you know. And I think that's one thing. We all wish we knew what the oil prices were going to do, right. but we we don't. Nobody really knows. We don't have a crystal ball in front of us. Right. But what are the industry insiders saying in your company, you know, where where the market is going? I mean, I've heard that, you know, in talking within our service companies, I think we're going to see 70, 70-ish, maybe 80 this summer. Yeah. Um, hopefully. So that would be <laughs> that would be exciting. So that means more jobs and there's a lot more stuff going on here in the Permian yeah. Basin. Absolutely. So well, I hope I hope that's right. <laughs> I, I, do, I agree with you. I always like to ask leaders in the, the Permian what they pour into. Like where do they pour as far as where do you what books do you read? What podcasts mm-hmm. do you listen to? Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites that stand out that you really get all of your knowledge from? Well, of course, the Permian Perspective. Yay! Of course, that's, that's that, the best. That's number one. Right? <laughs> well, um, thank you. Right. But I know there's I know there's many others. Although I love that answer. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm recently well, probably in the last year, I'm a fan of Patrick Payton's. He used to be a pastor at the church I still attend, and Stonegate, and he's now our leader in Midland. I really like his his podcast. It's I called sh- No Neutral Moments. If yeah. anyone wants to no follow it, No Neutral Moments. Right? Yes, great podcast. 
Another podcast I really like that I listen to because I feel like it's news, it's what is going on, and it's that's it. Okay. You know, it's just the truth. It's Charlie Kirk's podcast. Okay. So I listen to his, and I kind of, that gives me a, you know, a buzz on the basin, and then <laughs> kind of a, Patrick's kind of got a life outlook on things, and then, you know, I kind of get a, a news news look, and I kind of get a perspective. Nice. And, it, and it's quick and easy, you know, you can yeah. listen to all of them, and you know, while you're working and, right. and are in your in your car and, you know, go through that way. Great. What about a book? Do you have a book that maybe has really kind of helped shape your life or has influenced you in any way? I mean, there, there's quite a few. Of course, I'm a Christian and I go to Stonegate. I try to read the Bible every day, you know, so so that's one of the one of the main ones. Recently, I read a book called The Empire of the Summer Moon. Okay. And it's probably my favorite book. It's basically about Quanah Parker and kind of the, you know, the the Plains Indians and mm-hmm. Comanches, which were here, right. you know, where we are now. And it it wasn't so long ago. And it's very interesting because it it describes, you know, the Plains and, you know, all the way up to Amarillo area and all the way down here and how they had these buffalo herds that and that's how they survived. And uh-huh. it was kind of how you know, the West moved this way and, you know, we populated and we encroached on their territory. And it's kind of how we settled, you know, right. it was very interesting. It's, I recommend everybody that lives here to read it. It's an awesome book. Well, thank you. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing what people are reading and it's always good to get a new book. So thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. Yeah. I appreciate it. What advice would you give to someone that is coming into the oil and gas industry Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that has helped you and, and shaped your life and that you would give to them. Because I know no no two recipes are the same. Nobody ever has the same route. But there might be a little nugget you could share with them that would help them. I think I would say to to slow down and to embrace, like, what you're learning. I feel like our culture and in the Permian, people are in a hurry. You know, I mean, you can, you can walk out on the street and see that, how people yeah. are driving. But <laughs> I would say slow down and learn. And it's you know, because it's it's here for you to learn, and there's a lot of people that are that are here that can really pour into you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, that's what I would that's what I would suggest. Good advice, yeah. very good mm-hmm. advice, because you know we have a lot of people, and in, in you're you're West Texas and New Mexico, mm-hmm. born born and raised, and this area, the people is what makes everyone. I mean, or what makes it so special? It yeah, really is, yeah. and I I feel like you find you don't find that. And I'm sure there, I mean, gosh, there are great people everywhere mm-hmm. in the world, but I have just found that people will pour into you here. Oh, they will. More than any other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, I've I'm had, s- absolutely. Yeah. I've had a few things that I, that has happened to me and my wife. And I mean, it was, it's amazing, the support yeah. here in the Permian Basin. Finally, let's see, what one quote has really inspired you or that is your favorite in life? Oh, quote. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to come back. I don't know. Come back to it. Come back to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna come back to that one. <laughs> Let's talk about 2021. Mm-hmm. Moving into to this new season, what are you hopeful for? What good do you see happening out there that you were hopeful for? You know, I'm hopeful that we'll we'll get more jobs. People come back to work. I'm hopeful for a country that'll open up. And I'm I'm hopeful for a country that will that will accept oil and gas as a way of life. And that it's needed to sustain our life and mm-hmm. to be who we're who we're gonna be. Very good. I hope mm-hmm. all those things for you too. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Back to the quote. Do you have a quote? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you, you caught me on the spot. I, I'll probably say, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." 
I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, an, a good it's one. an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, I love yeah. the oldies, but goodies. Those right. are good. And it's so true. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people just try to reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. but the wheel works. That's right. <laughs> so I agree. I mean, yeah. you can make a shinier one, but yeah. <laughs> that's about it. It works. That's well, thank right. you so much. I really appreciate you sharing this time with us yeah. today. Is there anything coming in that you said, you know, gosh, I hope they know that about NOV or they hope they know that about my journey. Is there anything that maybe we didn't get to talk to um, you about that you want to share? I mean, not really. You know, NOV is a, a big company. I work for a small portion of it that sells drill bits and provides service. We've been around for a very long time. We've, there's been a lot of acquisitions, but Reed Hycalog's been around. Or Reed, Reed Roller Bit has been around since 1916. So, so you know, we've been here for a while and, you know. Great. That's where we're at. And if someone needs to get a hold of you because they want to get some of your products, how do they do that? Right. You can email me at clinton.tippy.nov.com or call me at 432-528-5437. Clint, thank you so much for sharing your story today. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. And I wish you much success for you and your family in this new season. And I'm with you. I think good things are happening. And I'm very hopeful that more people are hiring and oil and gas is is here to stay. So thank you so, so much. Once again, if you would like to get a hold of Clint, you can email him or you can give him a call. Well, at this time, we would like to announce this week's community MVP. You know, each week we just talk about people that are doing good things here in the basin and here in West Texas. And this week's community MVP is one of my friends, Amy Weatherly. She came together with Shop Estio, and they produced a shirt that raised over $25,000 for the West Texas Food Bank. And it truly was amazing to see people from all over the country. This happened after our big ice storm not that long ago where so many families were affected without power, without water, and they wanted to do something here locally. So they produced a shirt and it's on Shop Estio and it's beautiful. It has a heart and it has plus Texas. And I think what they're doing is just amazing. And to raise over $25,000 in less than a week for the West Texas Food Bank is a good thing. And that's what makes Amy Weatherly and Shop Estio this week's community MVP. A special thank you to our sponsor, NOV. For more than 150 years, NOV has pioneered innovations that enable its customers to safely produce abundant energy while minimizing environmental impact. Their expertise and technology continually improve oil field operations and assist in efforts to advance the energy transition towards a more sustainable future. NOV powers the industry that powers the world. And you can win a combination briefcase backpack, convertible bag that will take you from the field to the office or from your living room to your kitchen, because I know some of you are still working at home, but it is amazing. It's so cool. All you have to do to enter is go to nov.com slash Permian. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. This concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. I would like to thank all of you for listening. And of course, our our special guest today, we would like to thank Clint Tippy with NOV for sharing his story. We can all learn from each other. And that's what I love about sharing this time with each and every one of you. So remember, my life motto is dream big, believe in yourself and never give up. You make it a great day. Hey everybody, it's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for March 2021. This month we only have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. 
We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our two in-person events, our OGGN Here and Now live event on March 4th at Churrasco's in the Memorial area of Houston, Texas, and the Texas Wildcatters Open at Black Horse Golf Club in Cypress, Texas. Next up, we have our three online events, Sarah Week from March 1st to 5th, Transformathon from March 1st to 7th, and the TAMU SBE Career Enhancement event on March 26th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or our website for more information about any of the live streams we have coming up. If you have any questions about the events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for March. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.